The U.S. dollar continues to wither and rot from the infection of monetary inflation. Because each time the dollar begins to flatline, it's reanimated with the help of cash injections from the mad scientists at the Federal Reserve, which lead to further devaluation. This is the perversion of most monetary systems before big government in which the currency or medium of exchange actually had value of its own. That is, it consisted of something of value, like a precious metal, or was a certificate that was backed by something as the U.S. dollar used to be backed by gold. Now we have zombie banks, zombie dollars, zombie voters. Anyway, I've got a good shotgun. Utah's decided to try its own hand at the black arts of resurrection, albeit with far less nefarious intentions than tyranny or the destruction of the productive class. Honest currency has fallen into the realm of myth and legend. But in a story sure to make waves around Jekyll Island, the state of Utah has just approved a measure making it legal to use gold and silver as legal tender within its borders. That's right. In Utah, the Federal Reserve's monopoly is no more. The evil retaliation plot is pending. Governor Gary Herbert signed the bill, effective on May 10th, 2011, making it possible for folks to buy groceries, guns, and even gasoline with gold. Now, you might be wondering how this would actually work. Well, me too. But the important thing is that freedom has been significantly increased, and we will get to see what the market, that is, the accumulation of all the needs of consumers, leads to in terms of practical alternative currency. Brad Galvez, the Republican state representative responsible for this bill, has stated this is not an intent to return to the gold standard. Quote, we're too far down the road to go back to the gold standard, but this will move us toward an alternative currency. So in Utah, they're not even going to wait for the feds to try to come up with something new when the dollar collapses. This is an awesome assertion of states' rights. Yes, I know, states don't have rights, only individuals. But in addition, the sale of precious metals will get a free pass on state capital gains tax. Now, Uncle Sam still gets a cut on the federal level, but from those who aren't rich enough to hire the accountants to get them out of paying federal taxes altogether, that is. Before Nixon took us off the gold standard in 1971, the U.S. dollar was technically backed by gold, even though regular citizens couldn't just go to Fort Knox and buy gold at the official exchange rate. The value of the dollar was pegged at $35 per ounce of gold. Since 1971, the dollar has been backed by, drum roll please, right, nothing, except faith that the U.S. government will be able to repay its own debts. And with costs of everyday goods climbing fast, the American public is increasingly interested in gold and silver-backed currency. All right, Stefan, stand by. Since when is the government's word as good as gold? And joining me now from Ontario, Canada, is my favorite philosopher and host of FreedomainRadio.com, Stefan Molyneux. Stefan, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thanks, Adam. Uh, you said that this potentially marks the end of democracy which, by the way, by definition is bad for minorities, we should only be so lucky. But what do you mean by this? Does it really have that much significance that in Utah they're, they're, they're allowing gold as legal tender? 
Yeah, it's the first Utah Austrians I've ever heard of in terms of economics. But yeah, it is the end of the system uh, as as we know it. If they can actually manage to reinstate gold. Now, that doesn't mean the end of the government or, or all other things that I would like, but it does mean the end of the existing bribeocracy, because that's what democracy has really been in escalating form over the last 40 years, well, and it, it, it is all throughout the world. It's important to note they're not really trying to institute any kind of gold standard or anything. All they're doing with this bill so far is, is simply freeing up people to have their own alternative currency effectively to opt out of the bribe and bullying system. Right, which is like opening up uh, Eastern Germany to emigration. I mean, how many people are going to swarm out of the fiat currency system and go to something hard like gold? It's going to be everyone. The, the, the question which is never asked, Adam, at least in the mainstream media, is why is every single Western democracy in debt? It's because democracy can only work with fiat currency and with debt. This has been true from the Roman Empire all the way through to the present, including the Greeks. And the reason for that is that you can't bribe people with their own money while keeping a cut for yourself. How on earth has the greatest generation since the post-war period got 3 to $4 in benefits for every dollar they paid in taxes? Because of two things, overprinting of money and debt. And so in order to bribe the population, you have to borrow and you have to print money, which means you have to go off the gold standard. So this 40-year experiment in free-floating currency if there's any chance for people to get out of it and to use something else as legal tender, and you had a comment where you said, well, I don't know how people are going to do it, there are already entrepreneurs stepping up saying, hey, you know, I'll keep your gold in a vault with a receipt and I will give you a debit card so that you can go out and spend this in whatever denominations you want uh, and we will just use it that way. So it'll be exactly as, as currency was supposed to be, a mere representative of the gold that you hold. So I think it's a very, very exciting development. It's not as big as you'd like. It's not as full as you'd like, but at least it's entering into the national debate and that can't lead any place but good. Now... I think I might have some kind of idea with how you're going to answer this, but as long as I've got you on the air here, I really can't resist. Stefan, what's the matter with democracy? <laughs> the matter with democracy is that it breeds every form of avarice and greed and irresponsibility in human nature. Democracy would collapse tomorrow if we all just stood up on our own two legs and stopped asking for something for nothing. Stop asking for the government to take care of the poor and therefore we don't have to give to charity. To take care of education and therefore we don't have to choose the schools for our kids. To take care of the old so that we don't have to save for our old retirement. Every time the government offers you something, it's like an episode of The Sopranos. You know, Tony Soprano comes up and says, I'm willing to give you a favor. I'm willing to give you some free money. It's like, you know that that money's going to come with a very high price tag that's going to end up with some horse's head in your bed. All we have to do is stop asking the government, stop being tempted by the fantasy that we can get something for nothing, thus avoiding the running up of debt and the selling off of our future children into serfdom, as it's just happened to the Ireland. My goodness, they, people have just been sold off for generations for the sake of stuffing the pockets of money-losing private banks. It's horrendous. So yeah, the democracy is simply a bribocracy where you steal from everyone you can, the future, the poor, and you bribe people, and you bribe people, and you bribe people until the system collapses. It is horrendous. And by its very definition, it is the majority imposing its will by force on the minority. But now you, mentioned, you mentioned Ireland, so let's, let's go back to monetary policy. We just have a minute left. You said earlier that the, the uh, IMF is taking over Ireland. No guns, no tanks. How do you substantiate that? 
Well, uh, this is the standard thing. So, of course, Ireland had a boom because they stopped pointing as many guns at, at their citizens. They lowered corporate tax rates. They made things more friendly to business. And they had what was called the Irish tiger. And they had a big boom. And then the banks all began speculating in real estate. And the government began overprinting money. Because whenever you give the government money in the form of increased tax revenue, it simply uses that as leverage to steal more from the future. And so what happened was the banks all ran out of money. Uh, they couldn't pay off their debts. The government in 2008 in Ireland guaranteed the debts? Did it ask the people? Was there a referendum? Was there any kind of vote from the citizens about the future of billions of dollars of their, of their future earnings? No, of course not. They simply, in midnight, in a fiat, they guaranteed the banks. And then when that wasn't enough, when they began to run out of money even for that, they nationalized the banks. And now they can't pay off the debts. They can't pay their bills. And so the IMF is coming in and saying, okay, we'll give you money and in fact, originally, they were only going to take back partial payment of the government debt, but then Geithner oh, intervened so, and said no. So speaking of Geithner, do you, do you think that that is something that we have to look forward to in the United States as our, as our system gets desperate here? There's only two options for the U.S., default or hyperinflation. There is no other option. Mathematically, it is absolutely for certain. I think there's going to be defaults. I was talking to a guy today, uh, the dollar vigilante, who thinks that there's going to be more inflation. But that's it. There's only two choices. There 